don't think consumers differentiate between 85 95 and 90 people only differentiate between 0 and 100 at the top there's only room for one right i believe in india 80% of celebrity usage in advertising that i see is not thought creating is easy what to create is a million dollar question hi You're listening to Marketing with Vani in which I speak to marketing gurus. Together we decode how marketing works in the real world to grow your business. Why bother with consumer research? To understand people's motivations. If you don't know the psychology behind what people say and do, how will you address their pain points? How will you solve their problems? But most entrepreneurs think that they already know everything about their consumers. They simply don't. That's because consumer research is an art. Humans are not black and white. One has to dig deep into the human brain to understand why people say and do what they say and do. This episode is a masterclass on consumer research. Vani speaks with Julia Ismalkova, a psychologist. researcher and founder of the Poland based market research firm called Ismalkova. Julia helps global brands grow their businesses by studying consumers and providing practical insights into how they can improve their products and services. If you want to know how people think and why they lie, then this episode is a very very interesting episode. Hope you enjoyed as much as I enjoyed recording it. What I know you feel most passionately about, which is consumer research. You are a consumer research professional, a very very thorough professional, which I found out my great delight. And so um, you say this many times over and over again, and very unabashedly so, that all consumers lie, or that all people lie. It was. Yeah. big headline of your presentation talk to us a little about that why do you feel or why do you believe that all people lie is that actually true well the, i think the most passionate about is psychology not actually consumer research because cons- i i'm very passionate about making psychology practical because from my perspective i believe that nothing is more practical than understanding of human mind and human behavior and i'm happy that i find the way how i can connect what i love so much into practical thing because business for me is very practical and end of the day nobody's reading psychology or doing research in business just because it's pure interest that you need to it needs to be eroi it needs to have return on investment it has to be money and i really like it because i see how it works and that gives me satisfaction so when it comes to that everybody lies it's a basic truth that about human being from psychological perspective we as a humans we are very gentle our construction emotional construction is very gentle we would never be able to survive this world if not lies Really, and that's why very often when we complain that Americans are so American, you ask how they are, and it's like I'm fine. I'm this. It's like you can say it's a lie, but it's also like something that you cannot. In Poland, for example, is the opposite, and it's way more difficult in Poland. You ask them, and they'll suddenly tell you all the life story from a negative perspective, and they start complaining, and suddenly you feel like a mountains is crashing on you, and it's just very heavy. Very often, when you like go around with people, because everybody has like bad life, 
And so from this perspective, I want to have a lie. I would like, because people, when you ask, how are you? It's already a lie because most of the time we're not really interested. Right. It's a kind of question. So then you either have to tell the truth, which is like nobody interested, That's or true. you like, <laughs> or you just have to lie because it's a convention. So yeah, when we I'm say, fine, I'm good. I'm not really good, but I don't want to tell you my life story of all of the all of that in my mind. I don't want to hear your life story. Exactly. When I'm asking what we met before, I really want to know how you are. And you know that I want to know so we can mm. honestly talk about this. Yes. But for this, you need a special connection. Mm. And most of the time, you do not have special connection. We're mm. social beings, so we need to interact. And we need somehow, you know, stay together without insulting each other and without killing each other. So right. that's why. Lies. So lies is social glue that keep us together as a society, or as I said also in my presentation, in a relationship, as a marriage. Like you don't always tell the truth. When I say to my husband after giving birth, did I put on weight? Like I do not expect him to tell me the truth. Like this is the last thing that I need. And he absolutely knows about this. And the same when he's asking me, like, like you know, do you think I put on weight when we ate so much for your pregnancy? It's like, absolutely not. You're like, you look stunning like always. And, well, and you can say that it's either a lie or, which is much better, that we do see each other this way in relationship. Then it's the truth. But when it comes to business, you cannot have convention because this is not how it works. You need to know facts because you need to make business decision. So that's right. why business, you don't want to be nice. You need to know the truth. Hmm. And this is what I do in my work, no matter if it's, uh, you know, research or consulting or when I push Fergus, you know, into like briefs when he's doing it, he needs to know facts. He needs to know how people really think and he needs to know how people really you know, act. Because when I ask, did I put on weight, which is very sensitive, usually subject for, for females. It's also, the most interesting is, why do I need to hear the why? How why? does it define me? Sorry, I didn't get that. Why do I need to? Why do I need to hear the lie? Why I have so much resistance to hear the truth? Why do I actually even, like, need this information i could ask well do you think i'm still as smart as i was before do you think i'm as funny as i used to be but i do not ask that okay. so when you research it's very important that not only that you see you catch somebody online but to understand why mm. why exactly he's using this lie but not that one mm. why does he needs this this glue to feel good and how then brands can use it or not use it in order to, uh, to get to people. So this is why it's so important to acknowledge the fact that lies is not only bad intention. It's just the way we define it. It's something that is not true with reality for whatever reason. What have you found about the reasons that men lie versus women lie? Do you find that it's more difficult to get men talking versus the women talking? And do you see that there is a difference in cultures? Because I know you've done research across so many different countries. So I'd love, like you took the example of how Americans respond versus how the Polish respond. But we'd love to hear from you on exactly that, which is A, how do women and men lie differently? And it's different across cultures. Well, why men, women lie differently? It's, we already know it from science. 
So this is something that we just use it as a, or as a preparation process for researcher. Mm-hmm. Women have to lie usually, main reason for women to lie is to protect. Okay. They usually either protect themselves and they usually protect somebody else. They just don't want to insult somebody. They don't want anybody to feel bad. That's why women lie about orgasm, for example, because they just don't want somebody to feel bad. Like this is something that men would never understand because from their perspective, like, like what's the point? It's like, <laughs> why would I like something that I did not have? They're really like physically not able to understand why women would do that. And because they're not able to understand that, that's why they always believe in their lies. <laughs> and this is why it's so important to understand the human mind. So you actually can, can have the truth for yourself because if you don't believe and don't understand why somebody lies, you can't discover this. So women, so they build their value by how much pleasure and happiness they give to somebody else. So this is why they would lie and they don't think it's anything like bad very often. And they say women would lie about, you know, um, doing shopping that it was on sales or something because in their head, they have to protect also the budget and they don't like when they have image of person who just not protect the family budget. So that's why even so very often in, in, in especially in the good marriages, men just do not give a shit. If you buy the shoes on sale, off sale, like they don't care, but be, they don't even ask you. But woman has to lie just because she thinks he cares. So she's saying, well, I bought it on sale. It's like, okay. And that was like 70% sales. Like, okay. Like, like it doesn't matter to him. And it was like great example of the company who is using, who is selling shoes. And in the end, she's asking, do you want to be attached uh, receipt that is 50% off for your husband. And then I thought it's a great thing. Yeah, it's a simple thing that comes from understanding that woman has this in, like inherent need to well, lie on the subject that men sometimes don't even care. Some men care, of course, in some marriages, but must do not. So um, this is why women lie and they like really have to do it uh, from this perspective. Men very often lie to build the ego to build their position, to build their power. And that is crucial to understand this relation because like, this is what women very often do not understand. They say, well, if you have problems, why don't you talk about this? Why don't you talk with me about this? If you don't want to talk with me, fine. Why don't you talk with your friend, with the therapist, with anybody? But for men, talking about his failures, like that he was fired, that he did not get a job, that he lost on the court, it means he has to admit that he is weak. Admitting the man is weak, hurting his ego. And it's again, not good, not bad. It's just a fact. And for a man who has very sensitive ego, this is something so painful that he needs also to protect it. So that's why he built a wall against this ego so he feels safe. That's why it's no point of pushing men to talk when it's very rarely, even with the friends that men openly say, well, I have a problem with my boss, but my boss does not treat me nicely. He just humiliates me from, he just saying he's such an asshole. He does not see this. He does not see that because they need to build the ego so they don't feel weak. Mm. And that is why it's, um, it, it's a, it's, very big difference. So that's why it's when we do research, it's we always have to check what actually, like, 
whatever they tell the truth about what kind of car they really buy or what kind of engine they really have. Because again, they like they don't like from my perspective, I don't really I don't even know anything about cars. So I don't ever judge men about based on the cars because for me cars exist based on color and, and that's it. So it's black, white, whatever. I don't know. So when they start saying and that has an engine of this and this and that, it's like great. But then when you do research with a man, then somebody else is like, well, does that really have that engine? Or like in this car, you don't even have that big engine. So how could you like, you can see that they have this need to boost some things mm. to make bigger. And that is like, I always explain my clients, it's a little bit look like this, whatever women's do, she needs to make it smaller, like about her weight, about her age, about whatever, her feet, even that it's smaller, that's why she's constantly walking in two small shoes. And whatever man is doing, he needs to have the opposite. He needs to be big everything. Like he's taller, he earns more money, he has bigger car, he has more lovers, he had more sex, he buys more, he's like on more holidays, he had more rewards. So this is why like we have, so that's knowing this, you know how to judge when people are talking. So you need actually to compare it to reality because we know that women are a little bit make too small, men a little bit too big. Hope you liked the first part of the conversation where Julia used the psychology of lies to explain consumer truths. In the next part, she talks about differentiating data from analysis. Bad research reports are often just transcripts. Julia explains why it's important to ask for both data, which are observations, and analysis, which are insights from your consumer research. Listen on. Like I as a, as a client have always, or not always, that would be incorrect, but many times looked at research very skeptically. And you, and you should look very skeptically. Mm-hmm. As, like we should do it. Um, have you ever had an operation in your life? Yes. Do you think the operation that you had, any doctor would do with the same result as you had? Would you trust any doctor? No, no way. And in the same way should be treated researchers. Just because we are researchers, we're not the same. I would never trust on you know, operation on my baby or myself, doctor who does not have experience, who I do not talk and don't know his methodology, his way of thinking, and how he's going to cure us. The same with the researcher. Just because we are researchers, just because we use the same technology, just because we use focus group, just because we use ethnography, we are not the same. Yes, 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 yes. And, and it's very important what, because as Lachan said that medium is a message and researcher is the message. Yeah. So if you don't choose a researcher that is trained to differentiate data from analysis mm-hmm. because it's two different mm-hmm. steps, then you don't get a good research. If you don't get a researcher who understands what strategy means and that research is not the end result, it's the beginning for the client. Right. So he's interested in transcription because this is monkey can do you know every stupid can learn how to ask questions like you don't need that so right. if you don't have a who actually understand what clients need what is strategy that clients need to earn money that clients cannot just do whatever a consumer wants because in the end of the day it's like you know it's money and we need to we're having product to earn money so it has to balance what somebody needs and what we can do so if, if you have a researcher who does not have enough knowledge in the marketing and the client side, 
that is not probably the best researcher. If he does not have methodology when he can differentiate gathering data from analyzing data, it's probably not a very good researcher. If you don't have a researcher who has, you know, somebody has, like you said, very fancy methodology, and it's all great, but in the end of the day, you need to know what was said and what was interpretation. For example, yeah. in methodology, when we have on the level of basic researchers, so the one who is going uh, on the field and the right basic report that is not going to the client. Even on this level, we have methodology of four colors that he has differentiate what he saw and what he heard from quote of the, of the person, from writing the story, from what is his recommendation or interpretation? Mm. Because this is the last thing client has said, well, I don't agree with this. And we say, okay, we can discuss this. But with rest, he cannot uh, discuss because this is the fact. And why is it so important to put facts and interpretation? If you don't put facts, if you don't agree, you don't know, you don't know the basics, you don't know how to discuss. You, it's like when you go to the doctor, every day, you cannot say, well, this other doctor said that this is my, my backbone is not well and I really need this uh, operation to, I don't know, straighten it up and put nails there. So, well, I need to know the photo. Can you please show me the photo of your, uh, of your yeah. spine? And you're not, say, well, you need to trust me. It's just not good. Just, mm -hmm. just, just open it up and do it. I said, no, I need to see the basics. Right. I will decide right. what is my That's why as fancy as methodology you have, you need to deliver the basics. Right. You, need to, you need to see what is semantics, what is symbol. You need to have a proof for the client why you did this interpretation. But you also need to do interpretation because client does not want to then order research and then spend another month thinking what to do about this. He right. needs to have it. Like we always say that I do research and all my analysis or even consultation, whatever I do, like a strategist to a strategist. So I need to deliver him full data so he can just choose. He can decide because that is what is going to be easy for him to decide what to do. Well, that was Julia telling us why marketers and entrepreneurs must not accept interpretations without proof backing it. In the next part, she shares why she thinks that way. Because people lie. Proofs don't. You will get to know how this science behind consumer research actually functions. Listen on. Everybody lies. Also researchers. So you need to know if he's going to deliver what he wants. If, you if you're the same tribe. If he thinks the same way as you think. If he understands you clearly. If he understands what you want. If he just wants you to transcript the person. That is not a research. That is not right. a good analysis. Right. People do not often know, and this is your job as a researcher to dig into this and to get to know, not just based on declaration, because we can say anything. It's just words, anything. Yeah. And any client can do it for themselves. It's going to be cheaper just to go and ask the reason why he hires so somebody can dig deeper. Very nice. So you said something very interesting. Even in what you explained, you said it's important to have the observation like you said, here I'm showing you a picture of my backbone and then you decide why you need this, uh, this sort of a surgery. So you're saying one must have the observation and then one must have, here is why I'm telling you what I'm telling you. So you're presenting yeah. both. And then you say, you know, people lie but proof doesn't. Which means that we're actually saying we want not just the interpretation, we also want the proof. One of the things that I've found when I speak with clients is that they feel 
you know but we talk to our consumers all the time we are looking at consumer reviews all the time there's nothing about our consumers we don't already know you know why do you need to do this research we've been in business for so long or uh, you know i was working with a wealth investment platform and um, and they were looking to hire wealth advisors and so they were actually interviewing almost 20 to 30 wealth advisors every day and yet yeah. trying to figure out what's the right profile of wealth advisors that we'd like on board and they actually agreed to doing a consumer research to figure out what goes on inside the minds of wealth advisors and why would somebody want to join us at the end of the research they admitted that we've learned so much so many new things that we never did realize despite actually sitting in front of them and talking to them day in and day out because they're doing interviews every day so one of my big questions to you you as a researcher is do you find consumer your your clients actually telling you but we've spoken to a lot of our consumers you know we uh, we've been in business for so long we know this category really well we know how people buy baby food or we know how women buy cosmetics what works what doesn't work i we don't really need research to figure this you know we just need to get to the strategy very quickly well i have it all the time and this is my, my when reason like why the research is cut off during covid because they think we have so much research let just use what we have because we know exactly. everything and you know and i was responding to this if you know everything how come you're not king of the jungle how come you're not the best in, uh, in 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 what do you do like if you know it so well i don't see it on your market shares and even if you're the leader like i really for me the leader is somebody who has 90% like mm-hmm. then you can say well i know everything so you just like mm-hmm. but most of the time this is not what happening i people save in a very not smart way because i understand saving i also believe that we should save money because in the end of the day you know sure. companies yeah. to earn money i understand that but we need to do it in a very smart way mm-hmm. and to know where to save or not to save just because you talk you just you we train people how to talk i was trained in interview for 5 years doing my mm-hmm. psychology and then i have so many classes about interviewing and 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 and, and diagnosis so i'm trained diagnosis so i can draw conclusion about how one people about people mental health which is very difficult because it's on the subtle clues so i was trained how to talk to get subtle hints so i can move my hypothesis forward and clients do not train every time they think they're good in this and every time we do workshops because now mainly especially now i do mainly workshops and the basic exercise about listening and asking question and they fail and i have to tell you 90% of the time after strategic workshops i always 90% than always follow up with a one day workshops about listening and asking questions mm-hmm. because it's a competence it you need to be yeah. trained how to do well every time i do three days workshop and we have an exercise when i actually get them people to talk to and then draw conclusion and then they have to present it in front of me with the conclusion what to do it's always the biggest failure always right right and i think also like and i don't blame them because i would never be able to do like 
good marketing plan because I'm not, you know, I'm not qualified to do this. It's not my job. I don't have competence to do this. So I don't think they should have competence to do this. But if they do research, if they do question, if they want to draw conclusions, they have to have this competence. So either they have to train. This is another thing that we do for the last two years very often. We train people inside the company to create the inner research department. So at least if you decided to do it, train them with the best possible people that they actually trained just because you know how to speak does not mean you know how to ask questions just because yeah. you have ears does not know you you know how to listen just because your brain does not know you can draw conclusions yeah. it has to be trained so it's very 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 often happens what are you saying and it's very difficult sometimes to get through this and like you need actually to prove them and to show that it's something different. You need to have very often fresh eyes and you need somebody who sees from different perspective. You need not mm. to feel attached, you know? Mm. When you're training with the clients, it's where we have observation, which is basic technique um, in ethnography. And sometimes it's very simple way how we start with the clients. For example, they need to be near the shelf for the product and, comp and uh, competition and just serve and that's it. Mm -hmm. And draw conclusions, observation and listening, nothing more. And you know, they can't handle this. And somebody is uh, doing this, like, why are you choosing this? No, it's not the best. This is the best. And like, and I understand them. If you work on the packaging for like last three months, you feel pain. It's like, because it has less sugar. Did you read this? It does not have less sugar. This is what it says. Like, why did not compare? So they all, almost very often yelling at these poor people, yeah. you know? And this is not how it works. So you just <laughs> patient. I understand that because I probably would yell too if that would be my, my thing. Like, I'm very passionate about what I do. So I understand that they're passionate. Yeah. It's less sleepless nights. And so I understand that. that but that's the reason why we're not born as humans to know and to yeah. do everything by themselves yeah it's good to have people who do different jobs so you can do your job the best possible way yeah. i'm not the best CEO. i don't know how to earn millions on running corporation but somebody is and in order for him to do his job the best he needs to hire me so i can deliver him everything he needs so he can earn this millions this episode was brought to you by cherry peach plum Vani and her team of marketeers and problem solvers at Cherry Peach Plum help businesses solve a wide range of growth challenges by utilizing proven marketing playbooks. Get in touch with us via cherrypeachplum.in if you want to take your brand to the next level. I hope you liked my show. And if you did, please do consider subscribing. I also have a YouTube channel by the same name, Marketing by Vani. Please do check that out too. Thank you. So I did screw up. My YouTube channel is called Marketing with Barney, the same name as this podcast.